a bad person. You ought to believe in something. You ought to believe. And if you're going to believe in something, believe in something that is perfect. Believe in something that has never failed. Believe in something that tested throughout the ages has always been there. Believe in God Almighty. Believe in Christ who died for your sins and Tell somebody, you just need to believe, you need to be. Have a little bit of faith over your adversity. I know you're going through. I know you've been through. I know you're going to have some ups and downs. I know some folks going to walk out on you. I know some people I'm talking about. I know the doctor said what the doctor said. But if you just believe, he can pound the You don't believe me? You just look around in here and ask Sister Maxine if God won't do it. If God won't lift you up. If God won't keep you. After surgery, after surgery. Such a man just believe. Have faith over your adversity. The problem is that we are like. And in the book of Judges, you'll find that, especially in the fifth chapter, Deborah, Deborah is the judge. And the thing about Deborah, when Deborah was judging and Deborah was taking over, they had peace for 40 years. In other words, you find your good woman, you can have some peace. You find the wrong one. It's a different story. But Deborah being the judge, and here's the thing about Israel. It, 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 the people of God, when they settle in and enjoy the prosperity of God, in other words, they were doing all right. They, 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 they had their, their riding in their SUVs and they, they had plenty of food on the table. They had things going on for them. And, and, and the problem is, like them and like us, we began to get comfortable with God and, 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 and expect that His blessings are just automatic. And when His blessings become automatic, we think we can do anything and everything that we want to do, even though it's not in the will of God. And just because you didn't get punished for that sin that you committed today, somebody, somebody needs to understand. Wait, because we got comfortable with getting away with this and getting away with that, and it seemed like nothing really happened, and so therefore we got more comfortable with committing the sins against God. Israel started committing sins against God while God was trying to bless them. Then we look all throughout the book of Judges, and the people would sin, and then God would punish them. Then the people would cry, and then God would send them a prophet. And then the people would have peace. Then the people would sin. And then God would punish them. And then God would send them a prophet or a judge. And then, hallelujah. And then there was peace. But then after that, 
the people would sin. And God would punish them. And the people would cry. And then God would send them a judge or a prophet to preach the word peace back to them. And peace would come over them. And they would be happy. But then a strange thing would happen. The people would sin. And then God would punish them. Then the people would cry. Then God would send a judge to them and pronounce peace upon them. And then they would have peace. And they kept getting on this cycle of going round and round and round again, just like we do. And we keep calling on God. But I thank God for the fact that every time we call him, he does show up. Surmise 
that Gideon is maybe somewhere in his voice. I'm thinking because, because I know that it was 40 years of peace under Deborah. But for the last seven years, and making him somewhere possibly about 47, if that, that they have been under the tyranny of the Midianites. Now, now I, I, I know there's some Midianites in your life. Some folk that just give you hate. Might as well call it like it is. There, there's some Midianites in your life, and, and sometimes it's not a physical manifestation, but a spiritual manifestation. Sometimes in your mind and in your heart, sometimes you just don't feel good. Anybody ever just wake up and say, I just don't feel right. I, I don't know what it is. Ain't nothing really bothering me. But I just don't feel right. That's some spiritual wickedness trying to work on you to try to get you to not praise God for giving you last night's rest. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just got to wake up and shout your way out. Sometimes you got to wake up and dance your way out to bed. Sometimes you got to wake up and just sing your way back to glory. Sometimes you just got to throw off the covers and say, thank you, Jesus. So there are spiritual attacks as well. Adversity in our mind, things that oppress, things that are trying to keep you down, things that are trying to keep you from accomplishing the things that God has for you to accomplish. Don't you know God has ordained you to be the best that God has already appointed you, that no weapon formed against you can prosper? Do you understand that if you're not achieving the things of greatness that God has called you to. You are living in a world of the devil. You are allowing the devil to take, take hold and take victory over your life. Come to somebody say, you know what? I got to do better. Snap out of it. The thing we like to do is blame other folks for our, our shortcomings. We, 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 we. You know, sometimes, you know, adversity is external and sometimes it's self-inflicted. It's stuff that we do on our own that holds us back. And sometimes it's the lack thereof of the things that we do. Maybe you need to shout a little bit more. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if you would praise God, and declare to the folk who are sitting behind you, giving you the evil eye, declare to them that can't nobody stop your praise. Maybe if you would just raise up holy hands in the house where the devil will know that you can't stop me. Because if I couldn't say a word, I would still just raise my We got self-inflicted wounds where right? yes, yes. it holds us back. I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
Gideon, Gideon, look at, look, look, look at Gideon here. In this 11th verse, he says, Now we the Lord sat underneath the turret tree on the oak tree, which was in, in Ophrah. And, and as he sat, now, now I need you to take note of that for a moment. God, the angel of the Lord, came in and sat down. Don't you just love it? When God comes in and sits down. Here Gideon is grinding or threshing wheat in the wine press. And God, the angel of God, comes in and sits down and basically says to me, to, to Gideon, chillax. Spiritual mind, if I'm interpreting this right, I, I, I think that's what God was trying to tell me. Because if there's not an urgency to this, otherwise he would have kept standing. Y'all remember? Y'all got to remember Stephen. Stephen got stoned when he was being stoned to death. He said, and, and Jesus stood up. My God. He said, there's an urgency. There's something happening right now. I need to do something. But here he sits down. Recognizing that Gideon, I know you're going through. Your people have been oppressed. And they get into this conversation about the situation. He says, look, he looks at it and says, Gideon was a fresh street and wine press in order to hide from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now, I told you that I surmised his age to let you know that he has never fought in a battle. How can he be a mighty man of power when he's never even had a fight? For the last 40 years, they were in peace. And then seven years after that, they were under the tyranny of the Midianites. He don't know nothing about fighting. And so he's looking. But the angel greets him while he's stretching wheat on, in, in, in the wine press. Now, wait a minute. What is a wine press for? It's for making wine. You don't separate wheat in a wine press. Man, I, I hope somebody really catch this one. When you separate wheat, what they used to do is lay the wheat down outside and the oxen would walk around on the trampling it, separating it, the kernels, from the shaft or, 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 or from, 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 from the stalk. And then they would pick it up and throw it up in the air. When they threw it up in the air, all of the stalk would fly away or be pushed by the wind, and the wheat would fall down. In other words, the stuff that was no good would blow off to the side. The stuff that was just considered just in the way and mess would throw off to the side. And so every time you throw it up, the wind would catch it, the wind would fall down, it would separate it. And so as they keep separating, well now he's inside. There's no wind inside. And so when he throws the wind up, it comes back down. I think everybody missed it. 
I sent the handful in the table that when you throw up the wheat, what came back down was the mess that was within it. And so here we are as a people of God, all we're doing over and over again, we throw up our mess and it's coming right back down. We keep going through the same cycles and the same circles, hiding out because now we are undercover in fear of what's going on on the outside, fear of our adversities, fear of the things that are going on, fear of the, uh, of the Midianites, and fear of those things that represent the Midianites. So when you throw it up, you're trying to get good grain, but it's coming back down with the same stuff that you grew up with. Oh my God. See, maybe I need to break it this way. That's like some folks who come to church every Sunday, but still living the same kind of old jacked up life. Still telling the same old lies. Still. You just, you just throw up the same mess. And so here he is. He's, he's trying to separate the sweet of the fresh and gold and, 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 and to hide it from the middle. And the angel who appears and he says, he says, he says, you mighty man of power. He says, now he calls him a mighty man of power. See, what God likes to do, he, God sees in you what you don't see. God will call you that which he sees in you. Everybody else will call you some more from today and say, oh, I your name, but, but, but God, God will speak on you. Don't you know there's, there's power in the tongue? Don't you know there's power in God will you speak it? And when God says it, that settles it. And so God calls him a mighty man of power. I'm not calling you what you are right now, but I'm speaking into you what you're going to be. I'm speaking into you how you're going to overcome. I'm going to speak into you your victory. In spite, in spite of your fears, in spite of everything. Again, he says, he says, oh Lord, he says, if, 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 if the Lord is with us, then God will give you this. If the Lord is with us, this is how I know he's never had a fight. This is how I know that he never had adversity. This is how I know that he never had to go through something. That, that he didn't have some catastrophic thing happen to him when he had to call upon the name of the Lord. Gideon said, Oh Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Do I have some Gideon's in here? If God is so good, how, how come all of this stuff is happening? How come my land is being destroyed? In fact, I need to let you know that the people of God were living in caves. They could not even stay in their own homes or house. They were hiding out in caves, in places where they did not belong. Anybody in here ever find yourself in a place where you knew you did not belong there? You were displaced by some adversity. You were displaced by something or some event that happened in your Anybody here can testify to the fact that, you know what, there's been some times in my life where I was in a place where I know I did not belong. They were hiding out in pain. He says, and where 
are all his miracles. Which our fathers told us about. Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. In other words, Gideon is looking around him. I heard what that said about God. I, I, I heard what the old folks used to talk about, but I haven't seen anything like that. Why has God then forsaken us? Did he not bring us up out of Egypt? Yes, I heard the stories, but now it seems to me that God has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, you got, you got to love this church. He says, go in this might of yours. He says, can, first of all, can you imagine the angel of the Lord and God, God speaking through the angel of the Lord and sitting back on the tree and say, and, and again, just lays out this whole soliloquy about, about the history of our people. And I, heard about all these things, but I haven't seen these things for myself. And he responds by saying, go in this mind of yours. What he just told him of, I know you're scared, but go with that. I know that you and, and, and watch what it does here. Because Gideon has a response for him as well. He said, I, I want you to understand, you need to go with this might of yours. Go with, when I say, he said, you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. He said, have I not sent you? In other words, if I send you, who can stop you? If, 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 if I call you, who can keep you? If, if, if I tell you this is going to happen, go with that apology, that hooky ideology of a spirit that you have in your weakness and go that I am going to keep you in the midst of your weakness. Everybody don't feel like shouting every Sunday, but if you can just muster up a hand wave. Everybody don't feel like singing every Sunday, but if you can just rock a little bit and moan a little while, go with the weakness that you got, go with whatever you got. He says, I'm going to be there because nobody can stop you. Go. Go in this night of yours. Go with what you got. I'll handle the rest. He says, have I sent you? And so he says to him, he says, oh, my Lord. Now, now, if this ain't the church, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Ah, you, you now go, go down. How can I save Israel? And watch, watch the excuse. Indeed, my claim 
is the weakest in Manasseh. And, and, and I'm, I'm the least, I'm the youngest, I'm the smallest in my father's house. I got old brothers. How is it that I, you will pass over all of them and come to me? My, 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 my family is weak. The line which I come from is weak. Yeah. And I'm the smallest thing in my family's house. How is it that I can do? And the Lord said, this, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites or your adversities as one man. In other words, it don't matter how many they are, they don't fall like they were one man. He said, you don't have to worry about it. That's how much power that I'm going to give you. That's how much authority that I'm giving you. That's how much grace and mercy I'm going to bestow upon you. They're going to fall as if they were just one man. You don't have to worry about it because I will be with you. Gideon says, you got to love him. He says, I'm looking I know I got some in here. I know y'all here. Yes. And here's, here's what he said. When you finally get the revelation that God is on your side, now, now, I, I need to help you out with this. Because there's times, you know what? You know God is on your side, but you still see it. Let's not be liars. Don't be trying to lie, brother. Oh, I'm standing for the Lord. We just glad you stood. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'm forgetting he does here. He did it. He says, he says look, I, if, I, if I find favor, in other words, now, now you said some mighty stuff. You just appeared out of nowhere up on the street and you talk to me and you tell me all of these things and that I, I, I'm going to bring my mighty man power and I'm going to defeat the Midianites and all of that. He said, but I just need to check one. If I found favor in your sight, you see, some of us need to do that because see, sometimes you got the wrong folk talking to you. You got folk out there having you do stuff when, when, when it's not what God says. So if I found favor in your sight, he says, then show me a sign that, show me a sign that it is you. That, that that's really, Lord, I just, Lord, I really want to know that it's you. I feel like it's you, but I want to know that it's you who talk with me. He says, do this for me. Do not depart. Do not depart from here, I pray. He says, I, 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 until I come to you and bring out my offering, and so many translations, says, my gift or my present, and said before you. Don't leave. Now, a transformation just happened here. His faith increased, his fear went to faith. Even though he had some fearful tendencies. His fear is moving toward faith. He said, now listen, here's what I want you to do. Stay here until I get back and present this gift to you, this present to you. And, 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 and then, then we'll see. Well, he goes on. 
And, and the angel of the Lord, God says to him, I will wait till you come back. And somebody in the shower off and on. I know sometimes we get so caught up in the story that we miss little nuggets like this that God just said, I will wait till you get together and come back. I will wait till you get your house in order and come back. I, I, I'm gonna be here. I'm the one that's not gonna leave you, gonna forsake you, but I'm gonna be right here waiting on you. If you got something for me, then go on and bring it. I'll be here waiting for you. Somebody needs to listen. Lord, let me just go home and practice my prayer. Lord, let me go home and practice my dance. Let me practice my shout. Let me practice giving God some praise. Lord, so when I come back before you, I want to give you the best gift that I can give you. I want to give you my life. I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my soul. I want to give you my song. I want to give you everything that I have within me. I want to give you, God, the best that I have. And God says, go ahead. I'll be here when you get back. Because then Diddy, Diddy got the sign himself. He said, well, you know 
He says, I'm going to go and get one of my father's bulls. His father was actually worshiping Baal, worshiping a false god. And he went and he sacrificed the bull, got a few fellows with him. But you know what? And even though he was saved and even though he knew that the Lord was with him and all that, we still, as a people, operate under certain fears. And so the Bible will tell you that he went at night. Hello, somebody. He went at night. He went to the place where they had the statue of Baal. He went to the place where the altar of Baal was. And he cut down the statue of Baal. And then he put the meat and the sacrifice and used the wood from the altar, the wood from the statue, and, and burnt the meat in the sacrifice. And then, under the cover of darkness, he slipped back. When the people got up the next morning, they came out and saw that the altar of Baal was torn down. And they wanted to kill Gideon. Listen, when you start to do right, folk want to kill you. When you start to take a sin, because did anybody get the sense of God play that recording this morning? When you start to take a stand, there will be folks standing against you. But sometimes you got to stand by yourself and willing to sacrifice it all. You got to be able to stand and say, listen, I know what's right and I know what's wrong. And I'm standing on the Lord's side. Does anybody understand why I have to play Colin Clapperlack this morning? Oh, if you don't get it, y'all. Listen, after he burned the sacrifice, the people came after him. They went to his daddy's house and said, look at, give us Gideon. We gonna kill him. But his daddy all of a sudden rose up. Said, wait a minute, if you don't kill him, let Baal kill him. In other words, if Baal can defend himself, let Baal get up. If this statue can get up and defend itself, let the statue get up and defend itself. But you can't kill Gideon. You can't give him. Let the let bell speak for himself. And nobody can say a word. Because God has torn down the altars of bell. Because now faith has replaced fear in my adversity. Because now Gideon said, listen, it doesn't matter. He got together and started to call it on his tribe. He called on the Nazi. He called on Asher. He called on the surrounding tribes. Listen, I need y'all to come together. No, this ain't the sermon about them gathering at the wall where 300 men were all chosen out of the thousands. No, we can't get there. But what we really need to focus in on is before you get to an event where God is going to call you to be a mighty man or woman of valor, you got to get rid of your fear and replace it with faith. And understand when God speaks to you that there's no weapon formed against you. When God talks to you and opens up your way, when God parts the waters for you, you need to cross on over to the other side. Some people are still waiting to cross over. You need to cross in the name of God. Faith over adversity. I got faith and no more adversity because God has paid the price for it all. The door of the church is open. Come on.